We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is Greg Olson, inviting you to check out my new Blue Wire podcast, TE1, where I interview tight ends throughout the history of the NFL who have helped revolutionize the position. TE1 is presented by the Chevy Silverado. The Silverado is all about grit. It's strong and dependable, exactly like playing tight end. Just like the incredible players we sit down with on the podcast, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. Strong, advanced, and dependable. Download TE1 today, wherever you listen to podcasts. Blue Wire. All right, welcome back to Big Screen Sports, the sports movie podcast brought to you by Blue Wire and this week presented by DoorDash and BetOnline.ag. I am your host, Kyle Banduho. It's time for the non-sports movie of the month, and this month we are talking Crazy Stupid Love, the star-studded 2011 rom-com as kind of voted on by the Big Screen Sports Facebook group. It came in second uh, during the the vote they gave us Euro Trip last month, and me and my guest Ben Cruz decided that that we needed to talk Crazy Stupid Love. It's a movie that that we both love. Uh, ben is a fellow Blue Wire podcaster. He's the co-host of the Two Jabronis with the Wrestling Podcast. Great time talking this movie. Great performances, some powerhouse scenes. It's a great cable movie. There is always something that that you have to look forward to in this one. It's also got some stuff that hasn't aged well. It was it was great having Ben on. Um, really looking forward to everyone listening to this one. Quick programming, some housekeeping notes for next month. Next month is Rocktober. I've been getting questions about doing the Rocky franchise since pretty much I started this podcast. So in October, going to do Rocky-themed episodes and cap it off by covering Rocky 1, the original, uh, the best picture winner, Sly Stallone. Uh, looking forward to that. If you're not yet subscribed to get all of Rocktober and the rest of the big screen sports, pretty much evergreen content on your podcast feed, you can always go back, listen to old episodes. They all hold up. Uh, leave a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. I will read out all new five-star reviews. Thanks to everyone who's already left one. And with that, let's talk this month's non-sports movie, Crazy Stupid Love, with my guest, Ben Cruz. All right, joining me on today's, this month's non-sports episode of Big Screen Sports, he is the host of the Two Jabronis with the Wrestling Podcast on the Blue Wire Network, Ben Cruz. Ben, thanks so much for joining Big Screen Sports. Kyle, thank you so much for having me on, man. Um, Two things right off the bat. One, um, I've done almost 100 episodes of Two Jabronis, 
and a couple of others, like, uh, like light years, I've guessed it on there. Today was the first day my wife asked me how the pod was going to be. <laughs> she, <laughs> she is so into this movie. Um, and the first time she's shown interest in anything I've been doing podcast-wise. Two, uh, I, uh, I reached out to Ryan Gosling personally for, uh, for, for a makeover and, and just trying to get into the spirit to talk to you about this, and he declined. So I, I I felt like he would. Did you guys do your rewatch last night like we did? This movie is for, for everyone listening, this movie is available to stream on HBO, which is great. Right. Yeah, we we definitely did another rewatch. It has to be more than the tenth time we've seen this movie. It is uh, whatever time this was, it played even better <laughs> than I remember it. Well, and the, the thing we'll get into is this is a great cable movie because it's on cable all the time. But before we dive right into it, uh, tell the folks about your podcast, where they can find it. Uh, tell the folks. Yeah, no, we uh, so I'm the co-host of Two Jabronis with a Wrestling Podcast for um, all you wrestling fans out there. I co-host the podcast with uh, my tag team partner, Jeremy Loss, a.k.a. the David Lindhagen of our of our podcast. And um, we, you can find us on the Blue Wire Network as well. We've got a couple wrestling pods on the the network now, but I'm, I'm I'm happy to say we were the first. I was able to convince KJ Kevin Jones, the boss man, to uh, to give us a shot early on, and uh, now we, we've, we're surrounded by a lot of great wrestling pods. But you can find us wherever you download your podcasts. Uh, so after you know you hear us talking about crazy stupid love, you should go check out. Uh, two jabronis of the wrestling podcasts wherever uh, you you get your pods or on youtube we uh we started putting our face out there uh much to the uh, chagrin of our wives <laughs> yeah, you're you're braver than me on that one much braver right. than me. <laughs> um so this one so with non-sports movies i usually leave it up to a vote for the big screen sports facebook group like i think last month they had picked euro trip uh what came in second in that poll was crazy stupid love and i think you and i exchanged some messages on this one and decided right. we're not going to put it up to a poll we're just going to take second place crazy stupid love is the 2011 comedy a middle-aged husband's life changes dramatically when his wife asks him for a divorce he seeks to rediscover his manhood with the help of newfound friend jacob learning to pick up girls at bars it started steve carell Julianne Moore, Emma Stone, and a Golden Globe-nominated performance from Ryan Gosling. Got a 79% on Rotten Tomatoes, grossed $142 million worldwide. And like I said, this movie seems to be on cable every single weekend. Ben, for you, is this a Hall of Fame, All-Star starter, or bench warmer movie? Uh, so I really, really wanted to give it Hall of Fame. I enjoyed Same. it that much. But uh, I, I ended up going with All-Star. Uh, I, I think it's a, it's a really really good romantic comedy, a lot of levels to it, and, and it avoids some of the the typical romantic comedy tropes. You know, it, it starts with a very unfunny heartbreak, right? Like they she does it in public. Um, she she admits to an affair. There's uh, there's like a weird inappropriate inappropriate relationship sprinkled in there with uh, with Jessica and and Cal, or at least her feelings towards Cal. So it, you're you're wondering at the beginning like, whoa, this is, this has the ingredients for like a dark comedy, but it ends up being a really really good romantic comedy. And um, like I have some issues with Cal's reaction at the end to Jacob and Hannah's relationship, but other than that, um, it's it hits all the right marks. And for that, given it the all star, dare I say, a borderline Hall of Fame movie though. Yeah, I would say it's an all-star movie for me. It's a Hall of Fame cable movie because it's always on, and while it's like not that. perfect, 
Uh, yep. It's got the great scenes are spaced out enough that there's going to be something good coming up within the next couple commercials. Uh, it's it's definitely got its warts. It's got it's got the edge it kind of needed to with a new age romantic comedy. Like I, it's arguably one of the the best rom coms of the last decade because that genre is kind of kind of changed a little bit. There's not as much right. of that classic like you've got male when Harry met Sally stuff coming out. Um, you know, it's it's got heart, it's got comedy, it's got a genuine coolness from Gosling. But like that being said, I gave it I gave it three point five stars on Letterboxd. It it might be more enjoyable than it is really good. I can't sure. give a Hall of Fame or anything like four plus stars on Letterboxd to a movie where I feel the need to fast forward through a couple parts. And it, yeah, so that's it, my it, that's my caveat there. It ran a little long. I don't remember it being that long. Uh, it's it's a I mean, it's a firm two hours, but also it also kind of flew by. Maybe that's just because, to your point, it is very enjoyable movie, and you don't realize it. But there are some points where it does drag, and you're like, "Oh, I could have done without that," uh, just to kind of get things moving, you know? Yeah, and just some genuinely uncomfortable stuff. But I've I've got two opening questions for you. Uh, so this one comes out in 2011, and it is a a huge 2011 for Ryan Gosling, and he does this. He does Drive, which is a movie I revere. I love right. Drive. And he does yep. Ides of March, which is one of the better like political thrillers of the past 20 years. Do you have a do you have a favorite Gosling movie from 2011? Oh man. Um I I'm going to say it's this cuz we're talking about this movie, but um I just feel like this this movie encapsulated Ryan Gosling like as a whole. Like I've been a big fan of his since the Breaker High days. I don't even know if people know what that show is. Uh, I was living in Canada at the time. He he was on the show called Breaker High. It was about a high school that was on a boat. That was the premise of the show. He played like this lovable loser, um, and he was incredible there. And as he got further along in his career you know he he was young hercules i don't even know if people saw that like i watched young hercules because it was ryan gosling not because i was a huge hercules fan <laughs> you know what i mean so you've and been on so the gosling train for a long time oh man i i don't want anyone to, to accuse me of ever joining the ryan gosling bandwagon you know I, i've been a f like day one supporter right like i feel like i like i'm a warriors fan right and everyone as as a warriors fan people are like oh you you just started being a fan you know, when, uh, when they, when they won their first championship and I'm like, no, I was there when they, uh, when they freaking lost at the buzzer to the Oklahoma city thunder, when they had won like 20 games, you know what I mean? Like I still remember that Bart ride home. So I've seen the bad and now I am living in the good. So uh, crazy stupid love for me was just all Gosling, like all, all of his strengths just came forward in this movie. And it was that's what makes this movie so rewatchable, right? And and why you enjoy it every single time. I I agree that he is the reason it's rewatchable. Like for yep. sure. Like you've been on the Gosling bandwagon since he was getting burned at uh burned on cornerback and remember the Titans, but this <laughs> sure terrible <laughs> terrible cornerback, terrible safety. Oh, awful. Uh, awful. Good good guy though, good teammate. Complete liability. Not um, racist, so it's, that's a big, you know, that's a win in that big, movie. Big one, big one. That's a win. Uh, for me, like this is a great performance, and I think 
this is like this kind of leads to La La Land and Gangster Squad. The kind of roles he gets after this, I am yep. taking Drive. I I love Drive, and I love the sure. Eyes of March Drive's too. Great. But his twenty eleven is just it's fantastic. It is just an outstanding. If like if you had if you told me you got to pick one actor's a single year for one actor, like those movies are all you can watch for the rest of your life. That's not a bad pick. Those three, right? No, that that's an that's an. I mean, if an actor had that in their career, right? Those three movies, they'd be beyond happy. He had that in a single year, which is insane. It's that, a great that's selection. just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I've got another, I got one more question for you. Okay. What is the biggest cringe part of this movie? I, I will give you five nominations. Uh, okay. Carell at the bar, letting everyone know that his wife was cheating on him right at the beginning. Okay. Uh, yeah. When Carell falls into Gosling's junk in the sauna. Like yes. just directly onto his penis, which is a it makes wild the sound. Move. Yeah, it, it makes it makes, makes that the weird sound. sound. Yeah, uh, Robbie doing the public performance, declaring his love for Jessica. <laughs> uh, in the same vein, Robbie's grad speech, and then right after that speech, Jessica giving Robbie her nudes. Oh, so this one for me isn't even close, and it's Jessica giving Robbie the nudes because I'd actually forgotten about that. I thought all I, in my head, I just remember it as. He says, you'll, you'll like me when I'm older because I'm going to look like my dad. And then she kisses him on the cheek and that's about it. I, for some reason, maybe I just erased this from my brain, but her giving the nudes that she had meant for Cal to his son, who is only about to enter high school. Oh my God, man. Like there, there was just no level of awkwardness. Like, can you imagine if anyone in, in Robbie's family finds that, that envelope? Like they had just gone through this with you know that whole scene in the backyard, so that for me took took the cake. That was crazy. I mean, that's red flag central. Robbie though is also not letting those things out of his sight. They're not being found. He's and he shouldn't. The he's, hiding spot for those. He's a fourteen year old boy, right? He's he's gonna hide though. He's gonna dig a hole in his room with a real shovel and bury it in there. Uh, he's gonna create like a Shawshank tunnel just just to get to them. Absolutely. It was uh. Yeah, a <laughs> um, couple couple things I pulled from the IMDb trivia I thought were funny. Uh, ben, are you a, are you an Office fan? Oh, a thousand percent. Love the Office. The nameplate on Emily Weaver's desk had a second line associate to the vice president. Wow, that's phenomenal. Great, that's great, fantastic. Great stuff. I love that. Um, Steve Carell has said that he hates the title of this film, stating that he couldn't imagine a group of college guys saying. Five tickets to crazy, stupid love, please. One of the working titles Carell preferred was The Wingman, which he felt was a boring title, but more accurately described the film's plot. I actually love this movie's title. I do too. Uh, the Wingman, th- that could have been about a pilot. That also sounds, <laughs> right? like a, it sounds like a bad Vince Vaughn comedy from the same era. Right. And I, I like the fact that it's not super clear what the movie's about. Right, I remember going to the theater with my my then girlfriend, my now wife, to watch this movie, and it was admittedly it was because of Carell and Gosling. Right, those are the two big draws. But you know, looking at the poster, which I believe is it's it's that scene with him and Marissa Tomei, right, where he's on the couch, yeah, and it's like yeah, the he's shot like, between yeah, her legs, exactly. and you see it's just and it just says crazy stupid love. Um, I love the fact that it, it it didn't give away anything. I remember. 
and we'll talk about some some really good scenes later. But that is why I think I was so surprised by some of the stuff that happens because I I had honestly come into the movie with no expectations other than Ryan Gosling and Steve Carell are in this movie, so I am in. Same. I thought they marketed it really well. They did it as the um, it was Steve Carell's getting getting a divorce and Ryan Gosling's you know bringing his manhood back or whatever that whole thing. They right. they which which is a very surface level look at this movie, but it, there's a lot to unpack in it. So I, I thought it was marketed very well. Uh, it also had a powerhouse cast. The cast includes three Oscar winners, Julianne Moore, Emma Stone, and Marissa Tomei, and two Oscar nominees, Steve Carell and Ryan Gosling. And then Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone would later appear in Gangster Squad and La La Land in all three films. They play a couple. Uh, Emma Stone famously won an Oscar for La La Land and then Warren yep. Beatty... Th- sought to give that Oscar to La La Land again instead of Moonlight. Yeah, I mean, the the cast of this movie, and it, it didn't really dawn on me, like, I knew who was in the movie, it didn't dawn on me how elite the top four stars of this movie are, right? Like, Steve Carell, Ryan Gosling, Julianne Moore, Emma Stone. I mean, that should be, that could be in the discussion of, a, of like, an all-time top four, right? It, it's not going to be, but those four are all incredible actors and actresses, and then you have Maurice Tomei and Kevin Bacon off the bench. Man, this is th- this movie had depth. You know what I mean? And, and it's it was it's, it was just a phenomenal, phenomenal, great casting. Great well, casting. And it's it's part of a level up for Emma Stone. Emma Stone had quite the the twenty eleven too. She does this and she does the Help, which hasn't aged as well. Uh, the Help is right. kind of looked down on now, but it, it was a big movie for her, and the Help was. Yep was well received at the time. So it's, it's part of the same kind of level up as, as Gosling had with her 2011, but I want to roll into the best scene. And for me, this movie has, has three big scenes. Like part of it being the cable movie is I need to catch there. There are three scenes that I want to catch in this one. I listed a few more in best scene just cause I, I, I do want to talk about some of these, but for me, for me, the, the decision for which one is the best is down to three. But uh, the intro scene I thought is really good. I love that the movie gets right to it. They're getting divorced right yep. away. Robbie gets caught jerking yep. right away. You hear David <laughs> Linhagen's name right away. When Carell jumps out of the car, it's incredible. Oh, yeah. That, you, you could have told me he did his own stunt, and I would have bought it. <laughs> it was that good. It's good. Um, the next one I have is uh, when Gosling first calls Cal over and takes him under his wing at the bar. He dresses him down with just like this incredible casual confidence. And he sets up the movie, the trailer version of the movie, which is like, I'm going to help you, you know, get your manhood back. But there's also the foreshadowing there of you remind me of someone, which then you unpack later in the movie, why Gosling's psyche is the way it is. Right. So I didn't actually realize that, that he was kind of talking about his dad until about like the eighth or seventh rewatch when my wife was like, she just kind of said out loud, oh, he's talking about his dad. And then she'd never said that before during any of our previous viewings of this. And I was like, no, come on. I, I, I thought he was just being super vague. And then eventually once he starts talking to Hannah about his dad later, uh, you know, when they're, uh, they're, they're, they're just hanging out in his bed and they're talking, it all just kind of came together. And it was this aha moment that uh, I'll never forget. So it was... Uh, Love that. I, I agree. Great scene. Yeah, you see, this movie's got more depth the you yeah. know, that, that second time you watch it. Because when the first time you watch it, that's flying, and probably the next few times, that little part is flying over your head. Um, the next scene I have, and is one of these 
these like haymaker three scenes that is all about this movie is is the makeover scene. I almost have no words about this scene about how good it is. Okay, all right. One of the best parts about being a guy your age, and frankly there aren't many, so you should really take full advantage of it, uh-huh. is that you can rebuild your entire wardrobe with like 16 items. Credit card. The problem is that your head has like, like the proportions of like a styrofoam peanut. Oh, it, it is, it is really, really good. And I think for, for me, it's like in, in romantic comedies, there's, you know, it's, it's kind of a cliche trope, right? Like a, a classic makeover scene. I love the beginning of this scene specifically where uh, Cal enters and Jacob is just eating Sabaros. Just the most confident I've ever seen anyone eating a slice of pizza. Oh, yeah. And then he uh, he drops one of my favorite lines, uh, Jacob does, that I, I love to repeat to friends who have seen the movie. And it's just, are you Steve Jobs? I think I thought that was so funny. Are you the just billionaire founder of Apple Computers? What do you mean? These are my 407s. Oh, they're 407s. Can I see them? Yeah. These offer a lot of support. Right. Whoa, come on! What are you in a fraternity? Are you insane? Are you in a fraternity? You could have hit somebody. What was that? I'm asking you a question. You in a fraternity? No. Are you Steve Jobs? What? Hold on a second. Are you the billionaire owner of Apple Computers? No. Oh. Okay. Well, in that case, you got no right to wear New Balance sneakers ever. Of of Apple Computers, and he has like this weird pseudo New York accent. That's the you're one like, thing what? you can't place where Gosling is from in this movie. Right. You're like, what are you what are you doing, Gos? Uh not sure. And then him throwing the uh the new balance 407s off the balcony onto a group of people. <laughs> you hear the commotion that he caused down below somehow didn't get kicked out of the mall. But the way they set it up was just incredible. And and then that the whole makeover scene is it's a fantastic, fantastic makeover scene. Again, it's it's the casual confidence. Like you have never met someone like like Jacob, like Ryan Gosling's character. It right. is just the cheek slaps, picking up the hairstylist, <laughs> uh, the face. It produces one of the all time gifts: the the face when he sees his wallet for the first time. Right when he like second guess. It is. Uh, I have a question for you. If if he came up to you, like you said earlier, if you reach out to him about the makeover, he comes up to you. And he, when he comes up to Cal, he, you know, how much money did you bring or whatever? You right. Know, average credit card. How much would you be comfortable letting, letting Jacob make over your wardrobe? I'm, pr- I honestly, like, I'm a very cheap, stingy guy. I think I would hand him my card and say, like, you've got the limit. Oh, no, I'm, I'm letting it fly. Whatever he says goes, right? Like, I, I'm, if I'm Cal, I'm already trusting this stranger who I've talked to in a bar for maybe, what, five minutes with, revamping my entire look so if i'm already going there i'm going the rest of the way like here's my card max it out if there's something i don't like in here i can return it we're keeping all the receipts so i'm I'm this and look cal is enthralled by jacob's confidence too right like he wants to be on some level some form of jacob because his confidence is just completely destroyed so i am all in on this makeover there's absolutely no amount of money that is scaring me at this point because as long as he doesn't kill me, this stranger who I entrusted, it's all good. It's all good from here. Absolutely. And and kind of going back to what we were just talking about where he's talking about his dad, this scene is almost strangely 
endearing in a way when you watch it through that lens of like this is his chance to help the the chance to help his dad that he never got or that he wished he could have got it's it's kind of it's kind of interesting to think about that psyche but on that note my second yeah the, the next scene up and the one that is the second of the three that i think make this movie or actually when hannah goes home with jacob when emma stone goes home with jacob it is the first time you're taken behind the curtain with him it is everything that is Everything that that we see of him is the picking up chicks and then the stuff he's doing. He's telling Cal how you have to be. This is the first time you're actually, it breaks his wall a little bit. He makes her the old fashioned. You get the big move talk. Okay, so then what do we do? What happens now? Like logistically, what's your move? I mean, what's my move? What's your move? Like, what's your big move? I got lots of moves. What's your big move? I'm not telling you my big move. Tell me your move. You're not ready for the big move. Yes, I am. I want your big you move. You can't handle the big move, trust Tell me. Tell me a big move. I work dirty dancing into the conversation. Dirty dancing? Can I sit down, please? Yeah. Can I put back on my shirt? No. Why Dirty Dancing? What do we do? Do we watch it? You know the big move at the end of Dirty Dancing where Patrick Swayze picks up Jennifer Grey? Yeah. I can do that. Okay. So I tell girls I can do the move. I put on the song, Time of Your Life. I do the big move. And they always want to have sex with me. Oh, my God. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. I agree. But it works every time. It's like the first right. time. But, but the way he does it, it's like she has it. He, like, breaks his facade. It's really like right away you can see like l- the casting for La La Land is happening right there in that scene. No, that, that, I mean, that's a great point. Their, their chemistry is just wild in this movie. It's, it's off the charts. And to your point of you kind of see Jacob's facade breaking is when and the ultimate break comes when he says, I work dirty dancing into the conversation. Right. Like every other encounter he's had with a girl that he brings home. He goes through the motions, right? He's just like an all-time great. He knows what he's got to do to get to the big game. But this is the first time someone's ever thrown him that wrench of, tell me what you do. And the way that he says it, the way that Gosling delivers that line is so funny to me because you can tell, or he just makes it seem like Jacob is trying to hold in this secret just for him. Like he enjoys having this secret. He enjoys having this game plan for these women. And for him to finally reveal that, that kind of sets the course for the rest of the evening, you know, and, and he's the one who ends up falling asleep instead of her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the, them talking in bed is just like, and when he says, ask me something personal about myself, you know, with the way he's saying that and why he's saying that, that has never happened with any of these right. women he's brought home. They have never, he hasn't talked. He probably, he probably has never talked about this stuff that he's talking about with his mom you know, the stuff about his parents, you know, mom, pretty cold, yeah. dad is sweet, lives his life, yeah. you know, but Jacob chooses at this point is living his life, how his mom lived her life. It, it's a, it's honestly, it's a beautiful scene. It is. I, I was wondering if you thought this too, and yesterday might've been the first time I thought about it because maybe I'm just getting older and this is the stuff that's really important to me. What is Jacob's job? He inherited that money. Because I, I think my, my fiance, when we were watching, asked the same thing. He talks about his dad did well in business and left me all this stuff. It sounds like he is just like, his job is picking up, going to the gym and then picking up chicks that night. <laughs> so, and that's crazy to me. And maybe, look, when, when this movie came out, what, almost 10 years ago? So back then you're like, oh yeah, that's the life I want. But now, you, you know, after you live life a little bit, you're like, 
I still think you need a job, even if, you, even if your parents leave you money. And maybe that's just me not realizing it's a movie and <laughs> assuming Jacob Palmer is a real person. I was just curious if anyone else was out there like, I get this dude has money, but it's not like he doesn't have a job. Like Mike Lowry in Bad Boys, his parents left him money. He was a, he was a cop. He was a badass cop. So I was just curious if, uh, if Jacob Palmer had any... Maybe he, was a, maybe he was a secret agent. I don't know. Maybe I'm just uh, imagining things. He would at least need a very significant hobby. If he was going to be one of the rich people who just doesn't contribute anything, he would at least have a hobby, like something to occupy his time during the day. Right. Like, we don't see daytime Jacob. The first time we see day, daytime Jacob is during the reveal at the end. And <laughs> that's the first time you see him out when the sun is out. Or, uh, I guess, that and the makeover scene. But it's it, it just really made me wonder during the rewatch last night, like, I assume he has a job or maybe, maybe not. Maybe he just has that much money and he does have a dope house. Um, and you know, his wardrobe is impeccable. He has $5,000 to spend on a massage chair that he doesn't use. So maybe he doesn't even have to drive to the Brookstone. It's right there in his garage. He has a Brookstone in his living room. Let's roll into the the last my last nominee for best scene and the third of my three scenes of when this movie is on cable. If I can hit all three of these, I'm a happy guy. And it is what I call the Cal Jacob Linhagen affair. Gosling's face when he sees Cal when he sees Cal might be my favorite <laughs> moment of the movie. Like that that look, he like stops in his tracks, sees Cal, and it's just like the you know, and his weird like whatever accent he's doing. What are you doing here? Well, we may as well wait for your daughter. She's right here? No, no, no. I mean our other daughter. Hello? Nana! Hi, guys. Hi, sweetheart. Hi. What's going on? Oh, I don't know. Some game. You won't let me take this dumb blindfold off. Cal? Is that him? What are you doing here? What are you doing here? Wait, you guys know each other? What's going on? What are you doing here? Hey, Nana. Hi, Robbie. Hey, Nana. Hi, cutie. Jacob, it's so nice to meet you. I've heard so many wonderful things about you from Nana. I'm sorry, what's a Nana? I'm a Nana. You know, I couldn't say Hannah when I was little. Uh, How do you know my dad? She couldn't say our H's at all. Okay, I'm having trouble understanding what's going on right now. Yeah, what are you doing here? Yeah, um, so I, I distinctly remember watching this movie in the theaters. And that scene, I remember that's... Aside from Avengers Endgame, I don't know if I've ever been more surprised <laughs> with an ending of a movie. Because like I just maybe I was just kind of there was a lot of characters, so I'm trying to like keep track of who's who. There there was no part of me that thought Hannah was related to Steve Carell or Julianne Moore, right? So I was so shocked when that happened. I felt like Ryan Gosling in that moment where I'm looking at the screen. I'm like, holy shit. Right. Sorry, I don't know if you can cuss on. Oh, yeah. No, we're Um, cussing. We're cussing. um, So I'm curious. Did you have any inkling at all that she was related to them? No, no. And that's and that's why. I mean, it is when you see her because you see her first. You see her before Gosling. When you see her show up, you go, oh, no. And you think like you should have seen this coming. You should have realized that was going to tie together. But she's off doing her own thing so much that you don't even think about it. And she's only mentioned in passing. Do you think it's because I, I, I had this pseudo realization last night while watching? Do you think you weren't expecting another turn because the first turn was the reveal that Cal had slept with Kate 
Yeah, I thought that um, was going to be the big. Teacher. I thought that, that was, was going to be twist. the big drama, right? Yeah, and also okay. Jacob turning into trying to figure out. Like I thought it was going to be Cal was going to do the Miyaki thing. I didn't. I didn't right. realize it was all going to. But that scene, and you get uh, you get John Carroll Lynch showing up as Jessica's dad, aka like <laughs> spoiler warrant. Like, have you seen Zodiac? No. Oh, okay. Well, is that, John is Carroll it? Lynch puts in a masterclass performance in David Fincher's put, okay. Zodiac. Oh, I'll put it on I mean, the list. It, I'll put it on. It's the list. on Netflix. Like when okay. we get off, um, and you're West Coast, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, you got you got a long night ahead of you. Um, <laughs> right, I'm in. But yeah, he's great. And then when when Kevin Bacon shows up, is Lynn Hagen. One of the most endearing parts of the movie is when Gosling then sees you know they all see David Lynn Hagen. Everyone knows who it is. <laughs> Gosling's first instinct is taking off his ring and going to punch him. You don't punch someone for someone else unless you genuinely care about that person. Like he forgets that Cal had just been like telling him to break up with Hannah. And right. He sees Lynn Hagen. He sees Red, and he punches Lynn Hagen in the face. It's wonderful. And the way he says, "Do you know how much pain you caused my friend?" Is you dumb it's, son it's, of a bitch. Yeah. It's it's just so authentic. It's so it comes from a place of real pain. Um, and, and again, I guess this goes to your point earlier of, you know, with the makeover scene being Gosling making up for that time that he didn't get with his dad, he kind of sees Cal as like a fatherly figure, right? So he's just protecting him in that moment. And yeah, he just sees red and great punch, great, great punching oh, solid, from the gods. Solid punch. Did you, uh, did you recognize who the police officer is who's taking their statements? I recognize him from... Is it Fast and the Furious? It is. It is. Yeah, he's, he's Lance this, from Fast and the yes. Furious, the cousin. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. There it is. So I, I knew, I knew, I, I recognized him from somewhere. The great, guy in the snakeskin pants. Snakeskin pants. That's right. his cousin Lance. <laughs> great callback. What is your favorite scene in this movie? You had to pick a best scene. What's the one when you're on? You know, when it's on cable, you got to get to. I so I at least have to get to. Or if there's one scene that I'm watching, I don't know if I can say it's the reveal at the end because I feel like you need the whole movie to really get that full effect, you know? And so I will say, I think it's the first scene with, with Gosling and, uh, and Carell. So the, the first Jacob Cal scene where, because look, Ryan Gosling is, he's in the middle of picking up another girl. Right. And in the middle of this, which for any regular human being would take all the brain power and focus in the world, he decides to take a break and he be like, He literally puts her on hold. Right. He's like, I'm going to save this guy's life. From, and so he says, Can I talk to this dude for a second? Waves him over. And that conversation, it, again, it just sets up the whole, the rest of the movie, right? It sets up all the conflict and, and kind of Cal's redeeming moment. So, I just I love that scene, just that their banter back and forth, the the couple of jokes uh, that they share uh, when Cal says uh, or when Ryan says, I know David Lindhagen. Do you know how I know him? And Cal says, is he sleeping with your wife, too? And then that laugh after makes me laugh every single time. And their banter and their chemistry in that moment is it, it's it's so magnetic and it makes me want to keep watching. Like if I get in on that point, I'm in for the rest of the movie, basically. See, I'm having a tough choice between the three. The makeover, when Hannah goes home with Jacob, and then the, the Cal Jacob Linhagen affair. Like it is it is a it, like it's a cycle in my mind. Once yeah. when I think I settle on one, I'm like, but wait, what about 
what about this part? Like it, it might be when Hannah goes home with Jacob. It might that might be like the most beautiful, genuine scene in this movie. But the makeover scene is is iconic. It is Gosling at his abs, at like the height of his powers, and then the but the fight scene is is just the wildest part of this movie. It's when things go completely like completely on the rails. I might, I am going to abstain. From a vote. Oh, it's my podcast. I can big. do what I want. I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put it on a poll on the Twitter account with the best scene in this movie. There it is. Your house, your rules, man. Your house, exactly. your rules. Exactly. I've got three favorites, and I'm gonna stick with it. Let's take a quick ad break, and we'll be right back. Big Street Sports is presented by DoorDash. You've counted on restaurants. Now they're counting on you. And while their dining rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right to your door. So true story, I was craving wings the other night, and did you know that Chili's operates a wing joint that is like exclusively through DoorDash? It was actually pretty good. I live right near Chili's, had no idea. You can only get these wings through DoorDash. I probably should have looked and see what it's called, but it's good. Trust me, go to DoorDash. If you live near Chili's, you'll get it. But uh, you can also choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery too. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local spot, like Chili's, and your food is on the way. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code BLUEWIRE. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you order the DoorDash app in the App Store. Enter code BLUEWIRE. Don't forget, that is code BLUEWIRE for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Big Screen Sports is presented by BetOnline.ag. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at BetOnline. Just don't bet on the Cowboys' money line, or they will break your heart like they did today against the Seahawks. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season, from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. Again, that is unless you are putting it on the Cowboys' money line. Do not do that. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start up wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget, use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Okay, uh, best quote in this one. I this is not a quotable, like a super quote. It is not. It doesn't have a, when Harry met Sally that the the end monologue that Harry gives at sure. um, yeah New Year's or anything like that. It doesn't have. At you've you know at the end of you've got mail when Meg what did she says like I was so hoping it was you or something right. it doesn't have yeah. one of the, it doesn't yeah. have one of those things um, I I have I noted two things uh, one of them is just a funny line when uh, Gosling and Carell are talking about their various conquests and he says I felt like I was doing it with the two guys the old guys from the Muppets, <laughs> from the show. Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, at the when when Gosling comes to see Cal at the bar, when Cal's <laughs> Cal's at the bar at two thirty in the afternoon, and it's the monologue about love and how he's implying that like he wanted to be, he really wants to be just like Cal. Right. That thing. I thought that was really. I thought that's really good. I don't know if that's the best quote. It's more of a monologue thing. What did did you have a, a favorite quote in this one? You know, I I think it's 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 a bunch of like little one liners. I think so. And they're kind of spread throughout the movie. I think Robbie's first line, very first line in the movie, after he gets caught by Jessica jerking it in his room and he says, which is the toughest of looks. 
Right. And he said, I'm sorry you had to see that. That, that, was, that made me laugh so hard. Um, I, I, again, are you Steve Jobs, the founder of Apple Computers? That line, I, I mean, maybe that, that, that might just be a personal line because I repeat that all the time to anyone who I know has seen this movie. Uh, and whenever I see New Balances, I say that to my wife. She doesn't even laugh anymore. She's so annoyed by that. So um, it, it's those two. And then I do really, really like the last, um, the last, or the the one that you mentioned with uh, with Jacob's final speech to Cal, explaining that he's in love with her, and the way he just trails off and says, you know, he he wants to say like, I just I I spent all this time trying to make you like me, when in reality I wanted to be like you, and the way that he trails off and doesn't complete the sentence. And he doesn't say, be like you, and says, where's that shot, or whatever he says, is, uh, it's, it's a really memorable moment. It's, I mean, credit to Gosling for that. Like, that was, that was a great choice by him in that moment. It was, it, was, it was just really, really good. I'm just, look, Cal, it's not something that I wanted, okay? It's not something I, I looked at people who were in love, and I thought the way that they were behaving and the things that they were doing and saying, they just, they appeared pathetic, honestly. And I spent all this time with you, and I'm trying to make you more like me. And it turns out, I just want to be... I, I need that drink. You gonna make me do this? Like, I really do this? It's a really effective delivery. Uh, I also want to throw out one more. Right. Uh, when Hannah, when Gosling takes off his shirt, and then she's like, fuck, seriously? It's like you're photoshopped. Right, which I believe is in the trailer. Right, which is kind I of like so. the I think so. It's yeah. kind of the hook because you're like, I mean, she has a point. Like this dude is hasn't eaten a carb in nine years or something. It's Except wild. we just saw him eating Sbarro, which is incredible. Right. So I have questions about Jacob's diet. I mean, I know he was doing push ups on his head uh, during that one gym scene, but like he eats he eats a lot of shitty food, it seems like. There's that scene in the beginning where he's eating burgers and fries. He presumably drinks alcohol every single night every night and it's like an old-fashioned is not like a low-cal drink right that's no clears and a lime <laughs> that's a lot of sugar it's a lot of mixed stuff so he's either running nine miles a day or maybe he's on keto maybe we you know the the pizza was made out of cauliflower crust like we don't know i'm just i'm just trying to, to figure out jacob's diet that, that, that might be the next deep dive i do after we get off here that might be the the least authentic thing i want to the most and least authentic aspects of this film obviously it's easier to judge with a sports movie but what did you have for you what's the most authentic thing about this movie oh the most authentic I, I, I might have mentioned this earlier with it being one of my favorite if not my favorite scene was gosling being able, being able to pull all those girls with ease that he did in that bar. Ease. This, this guy was bringing his A game every single night. Jacob Palmer, as far as I'm concerned, is he's the Michael Jordan of picking up girls at a bar. Like he, he gave his all every night, no matter who was there. None of this load management crap and not going home with anyone. He was winning and going home with somebody if he had to stay until last call. Like that was that just made the most sense. He fit that part so well. He That's was very believable. It was very authentic. That that rolls into what I had is is most authentic. The most authentic thing about this movie is confidence in getting your actual size in a suit is a game changer in anything. Huge. Like with Huge. women, with work, with just feeling good about yourself. It is a yep. and you can see that it was when Carell after the encounter with Marissa Tomei. The thing is with like this movie, 
you knew Carell could do the schlubby getting divorced dad. That was not yep. going to be a problem. Yep. That is like, when's the last time? This was definitely the first time you saw Carell in this this confidence on film, like that screen when he walks into the bar after the Tomei encounter. He's wearing a good suit. He's got confidence. Like it makes a clear difference, and it's a great job by Carell. But just in life in general, being confident, having the right suit, it is a it is an absolute game changer. I think after this movie, I figured out also that I was wearing the wrong size in suits and started getting my, my shit tailored, right? Like my sleeves are running long. I'm a short dude. So my pants were just super long and I, I didn't think anything of it. I was like, I'm wearing a suit. This is good enough. After seeing the amount of care that Gosling was putting into his suit picking, I was like, I gotta, I gotta change my life. <laughs> Legitimately one of the best dressed dudes in history. It's like him and Leonardo DiCaprio and Great Gatsby. It's just right. amazing. Right. For the least authentic, I I have more of a question for you. Okay. Where Cal's boys? He's got he got no friends. Yeah. Well, I, you know, he had well he had the one friend right. He had Bernie, who is a traitor, and honestly, I could not have been more upset with Bernie. <laughs> oh, you know what? I, my mistake. My mistake. Where are Jacob's boys? Cal had oh, Jacob. Cal, right. I get that. Yeah, that's my mistake. Where are Jacob's boys? Because Cal, Cal not having, he's been tied up. He's been married. He had Bernie. Bernie got, Bernie got, uh, you know, lost the, uh, lost the vote with his wife. Right. Uh, where are Jacob's boys? At the very least, he should have like some hangers on friends. That is true, but maybe he's just, he's careful with his money. He maybe he knows he's aware of how much money he has and that he could have hangers on. You know and. Maybe that's his job. It's just to keep these toxic leeches out of his life. If if that's his actual job and just kind of maintaining his money, having some fun, I can kind of respect that. And and maybe he's just I'm now I'm building a backstory for Jacob Palmer, one of the most handsome characters like in the history of movies. Uh, like this is why he just spends his time like picking up women because he doesn't have that backbone of just friends that he can watch a game with or go to the gym with. Like and um, maybe after his dad passed away, something within him happened where he wouldn't allow that to happen. I don't know. I'm just I'm, I'm building out a fake backstory. You might be keying in on something that it's for all guys out there. It's like it's your dumbass friends that are dragging you down in life. Yeah, that that might be it. Also, like I don't want to second guess him because he is the most handsome, best dressed, confident <laughs> guy in the history of <laughs> history of cinema. But I feel like he's doing he's he's running that game at the same bar every night word would get around like there are going to be girls oh, who yeah. don't care but there would be pockets of girls who are at the same bar being like oh there's the guy who's by himself and went home with her and her both last week like we don't he's doing this he's running the same game at the same bar i feel like i feel like he'd get found out but again jacob palmer is i mean he's a hall of famer so I, I don't, who am I to say what would happen to him? Did you have anything for, for least authentic of this one? Mine, mine was, and maybe this is just an excuse for me to talk about Marissa Tomei, but Ooh, so her, her going to a bar to meet someone, right? But she's not drinking and she's been five years sober. Like, I don't want to judge. I don't want to be judgy. I'm just, I have questions. Like if you're not, if you know, like, if you're there to meet someone, you know in a bar, the first move is, let me buy you a drink. And then you have to have this awkward conversation of, like, oh, I'm five years sober, which she does have, right? And so if it wasn't Cal 
does that raise red flags? Um, like how hard are you trying to meet someone? I'm sure, like, I'm sure there were dating sites back then. It was what, 2010, 2011 when they filmed this movie or like none of your friends could introduce you to someone. Again, we don't know her backstory as well. Like we don't know why she's single. Is she, is she divorced? Does she have a past? So again, don't want to be judgy, but I, uh, I just assume that there were like other classic methods of meeting someone that didn't involve a bar. Albeit I haven't had to try to date <laughs> in like a really, really long time, but I just had questions about what she was doing in that bar. Especially like, I don't know. It might come down to, so like she, she's an AA. So she goes to the beach, right. she's meeting people there, but she's like, you know, I'm, she probably like, you know, after she, she gets sober, she gets some confidence back in herself and she realizes like, wait a minute, I'm an absolute rocket. I don't need to, you know, I don't need to be set up. I could pull someone. So that might be it. She looks a little nervous. Maybe it's her first night at that bar. Um, you know, yeah, on, on a just, different night, she's probably going home with Jacob. Oh, easily. But, you know, to your kind of piggybacking off your point of where are Jacob's friends, where are Kate's friends? Right? Like, why would why would she want to go alone? That, that, just, that just doesn't seem safe to me. Again, Unless maybe all this of is, her friends are, are the enablers that she has had to cut out of her life. Sure. That, oh, she, she might not have any good sober friends. <laughs> there you go. That, that's a that, that's a great point. Oh, Let's man, get it's... into what worked about this one. Um, I mean, the most obvious thing, like Gosling from the get go, throwing flames. Yes, uh, he he was throwing his fastball from the beginning, and he doesn't stop um, until like the only thing that stops him. The only, he like he he's like an inning away from throwing a a, a no hitter, and then Cal is is the one that kind of throws him off his game right like because throughout all this throughout the, all this trying to you know sleeping with a bunch of women he like he doesn't want to find somebody to settle down with like he's and share his life with it's probably a lonely existence he finds her and then that whole cal thing just i'm sure threw a wrench in his plans but he uh he's 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 so good in this movie it, it's crazy how good he is if he doesn't meet Cal and he doesn't meet Hannah, he's probably still doing this. And it, the older he gets, the kind of the the sadder it gets. But um, I mean, from the get go, we haven't even talked about the right at the beginning of the movie hits on Emma Stone as just a handsome, super smooth dude. It's just incredible. Like, yeah, you've never you've never seen someone like that before. The wardrobe is just unattainable perfection. I don't know anyone who dresses like that in real life, but it, like not in a bad way. It's just a, it's amazing. Um, and you the thing. I think the thing that is proof of how good he is in this movie, you know what he's doing isn't admirable. It is not like right. as as yeah. as we literally find out, he is not who you would want to, you know, marry your daughter. That like what he is doing, right. like if it was a less charming guy, you would be like, Oh, that dude is a fucking scum lord. But <laughs> yeah. because it's gossling, you're just like Wow, he he's too charming to just not be enthralled by him, and he is. I mean, yeah, he is. He's the glue to this movie. It is an incredible performance. Yeah, and uh, I I also you know want to give Carell his credit as well because you know something you said earlier, which I thought was 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 really really well thought out, is you know we buy Steve Carell as like the schleppy dude, the divorced dude whose life may or may not fall apart because we we've seen him do that before right like we've seen him in four-year-old virgin I, i'm convinced like the first before he or before he gets the makeover it's very it's very four-year-old virgin virgin adjacent right it's kind of like the For same sure. guy 
And then also, if you watch The Office, you see Michael as this like goofy dude who can't find love either. And that transformation of him to go from that to like just super smooth and like the clothes that he wears seem believable, if that makes sense, right? Like the the persona and the way he acts is incredible too. But to to make it to for him and and probably wardrobe, I'm assuming to find clothes that were like, oh, that's not too crazy. Like I can buy him wearing that as, you know, a middle-aged divorced dude uh, was just, he, he delivers on a, on a level that is incredible as well. Yeah. Going into this movie, if someone tells you like, oh, Hey, by the way, Carell's going to have to carry a load is like for about 30 minutes of this movie as a suave ladies, man, you would have been like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And it, and it works. I also, another thing I love about this movie the the Miyagi concept, that montage of him basically saying, let's get out of here with women, it yeah. works so much better than a scene of like him telling Cal how to talk to women. It would not be as, I don't it wouldn't, like the, the part where, you know, Jacob asks, like, what have you seen me do? And Cal does the right. thing, and it's, it's the Miyagi thing. He, when he finishes with those, so overjoyed to have had the opportunity, and then he's like, oh, you Miyagi'd me. At the end of the night, what do I do? Do I ask them to come home with me? No, you tell them to come home with you. They have no choice in the matter. It is your choice, and they are so overjoyed to have had the opportunity to make sweet, sweet love to you. Oh, my God. You did. You Miyagi'd me. That's actually, that is much better because it would not have sounded good if Jacob was like telling him that, like, yeah, yeah, you just have to, you know, not care and just be a dick. And manipulate, yeah. Exactly, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, That that wouldn't have come on well. So the the whole Miyagi-ing concept kind of rolls over smoothly what they're doing, which is, again, not an admirable thing, but they're charming with it. Yeah, the um, Jacob's face, or Gosling's face, when Carell's explaining it back to him, like the pure joy that he has as well. Like, wow, I literally taught this dude everything. It's is, great. It's fantastic. It's just like this, the shit eating grin, but he also knows like he's helping this dude out. It's 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 an it's an incredible look by Gosling. It's incredible. Great. What else did you have that works for this one? Oh, Marissa Tomei. So great. So great. <laughs> I, uh, I think she's she's so good in this movie. She's 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 so beautiful. She's really funny, um, and that scene with her. With her, Julianne Moore, and Steve Carell during the uh, the parent teacher conference is is so fun. Like you can feel the tension. Like that first interaction they have, incredible, right? Like the reaction from her and Carell of "Oh my god!" and then her in there trying to hold it together, not trying to rat this dude out, but trying to prove that he's a dick. And then uh, the the asshole monologue or that speech just incredible and her losing it she and starts her, throwing knives oh my god and then the uh at, at, at the end at the graduation the subtle f- flipping him off just <laughs> kind of rotating it from left to right uh so good she she was she blew it out of the park she she went Dion waiters jr smith like nine threes in two minutes uh, it was it was a phenomenal performance i mean she is we're gonna get to this in a minute but she is gonna be potentially a two-time winner of the Lenny Harris pinch hitter award for best supporting character. And like two times in three months, I think she is, she is crushing. Oh, yeah. It. I was thinking like if it is, it is honestly not the worst scenario at all to, uh, 
be able to naturally let your cheating ex-wife know that you had sex with Marissa Tomei, but Cal handles it about as poorly as you could possibly handle it. <laughs> when he says she's a recovering alcoholic, I I lose it every time. It's he's he's he realizes you can see the thought process where he's like, I think I'm gonna save face, and he can't. So he throws her under the bus so viciously. It, it oh, it it's a phenomenal exchange. It's it's tough. It is tough for Cal. I want to roll into what didn't work, and right off the bat, uh, for me, the almost the entirety of the Robbie Jessica thing, just it's it's not happening. It, it's not the kid having a crush on his babysitter works. That's authentic, but almost every way they went went about it was wrong. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think I thought that relationship and that storyline was a lot funnier when I was younger and when this movie first came out. Watching it back. Didn't really age. Doesn't age well. The whole she likes someone who's literally could be her dad. Uh, it none of that, and like it's like this weird, disgusting Game of Thrones love triangle, right? It's like the son, the babysitter, and the dad, and the dad has no idea. I'm I'm with you. It, it's it's uh, it it makes for some humor. It adds some humor. It just doesn't it doesn't really add to the rest of the movie. And the kid is not adhering with it. He's gross about it. The, like the, it's like they have. They, it's a good concept. Kid has a crush on his babysitter, but they make mistakes. It's a funny concept. Babysitter catches kid masturbating. Like that's a nightmare. Sure. If you're yes. a kid, but then him doing like the I think about you or whatever. Like okay, <laughs> sir. So creepy. Sir, so creepy. We're not doing so that. Creepy. Uh, and he's basically harassing her all movie with the text messages and the. The, okay, the scene I fast forwarded when he does that, like he's out in the courtyard of the school. And At the school, doing, I, I I straight up fast forward. I was like, I'm not doing this. I I can't do it. I I just think it's funny that he built a full scaffold for this this show. Like, it is impressive you, dedication. You, you built that as a 13 year old. Uh, <laughs> like obviously, it didn't matter. It didn't last, and it was it was stupid. But I was just impressed by his ingenuity to be like, you know what's going to get this girl to like me. A scaffold uh and he didn't really need it either right like he just used it to drop the curtain i feel like he could have fashioned a dropping curtain in a less like where he had to do less work he could have know? saved himself some time right exactly yeah that i think that whole part of this movie is is what makes it just an all-star for me i think i mean it just the whole thing falls flat there are a couple other just questions i have for you about stuff that might not have worked say you're at the gym back when we could go to the gym and you saw a dude doing handstand push-ups against the mirror of the gym Mm -hmm. what what is your what is your reaction because again when it's jacob palmer when it's gosling you're just like oh yeah but like if i'm at the gym i I'm like, what the fuck is going on? What are you doing, sir? Right. I'm immediately shit-talking about him in, in a t- couple of text threads. Not just one, a few. Uh, because, like, do that at your house. Like, you, you can do that in the privacy of your own home. We get it, man. You're ripped. You don't eat carbs. Like, you you're, you probably have protein shakes for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And, you know, your cardio game is through the roof. Like, we get it. So if, if I see that, one, I'm walking away. Too. Like, I don't know how good this dude's balance is. He could fall on anyone at any given point. It's very dangerous. So it's, it's insanely dangerous. So I, I may, am I reporting him to the gym management? No, I'm, I'm not that. I'm not an asshole. You're not a knock. But, right, exactly. But I am talking shit 
in, I might even take a picture to send to the group text. Oh, yeah. You're definitely trying to get a picture of that guy. Yeah. You're, maybe yeah. even a video if possible. You're trying to, you're trying mm-hmm. to expose him on this. Yeah. Um, another question I have for you about what didn't work, and it's, I, I don't know if it for sure doesn't work, but when you, you think about what happens after this movie, you could Emma Stone reconcile that her boyfriend and dad spent the past few months chasing tail together? Wow. That is good. Um, like, she, because she's going to start thinking. <laughs> she's going to be like, oh, wait, okay, so family Thanksgiving. Like, we're talking about the turkey. And, like, say you you even you catch Cal and Jacob, like, sharing a laugh or an inside joke. She's going to be like, oh, is this about the time where they were just, like, having sex with strangers to get together and, like, sharing in that camaraderie? Yeah, I mean, I think it would be... I'm not going to say easy to get over because it's not like they engaged in some like weird orgy together. That's fair. They had their own individual relations with women. And, you know, um, Jacob was a a single man allowed to gallivant how he pleased. And he did take his shot at Hannah in the beginning. That's true. She knew what she signed up for. She knew what she signed up for. She just didn't know that he was teaching her father to do that same thing. Right, but and but her, I'm sure she realizes her father during this time was hurting. He was he was trying to figure it out. I'm sure they've had conversations about, hey, you know, your mom's the one that wanted this. Maybe he doesn't tell her about the affair, but he was just trying to get his life together and himself together. So I think she could, she could come to terms with it pretty quickly. And maybe you just maybe you just don't have these conversations. <laughs> maybe you just take it as it happened and let's move forward because that would lead to some weird. Weird conversations. Yeah, you leave that one at home. Did you have anything else that didn't work on on this uh, this movie? Yeah, so I had one, and it, I, I don't know if it... I'm just going to say it. David Linhagen, okay? he. So on the surface, he seems like a nice guy, but like when you really peel the layers back, in reality, he's a homewrecker, and he's a cocky homewrecker. He's scummy. That. When he shows Did, up... Okay, when he shows oh, up man. bringing that sweater back, you right. don't walk into that situation. You, what are you, you doing? See, yeah, you don't make yourself known. And so there's that, right? Like, see, so he sees the family fighting, literally fighting. Like, uh, there's another dude trying to kill Cal, and you're like, hey, you know what? Did you leave the sweater in, in my car? You know what you're doing. And, and rewind even more. Did you see how much confidence he had talking to Robbie in the office? Oh like, yeah, that's, like you really that's think this look. kid is gonna like you after you broke up his parents' marriage, like like the and oh man and so I also is is David Lindhagen a sneak peek of who Jacob would have become if he didn't meet Hannah, just a skeevy, good-looking asshole who's like down to break up marriages. I, it, it could be David Lindhagen. He he's David Lindhagen if David Lindhagen didn't have to work. Right. David Linhagen yeah. would have had more time to go to the bar and pick up chicks instead sure. because he's an accountant, he's working long hours. All he's got is Julianne Moore, who we really haven't talked about much, but she she does a fine job, I would say. She does she does a good job. I I think she she ranges for me in terms of I just I just don't like her. I don't know if like not as an I think Julianne Moore is fantastic. I think her character I didn't like because of how she just treated cal from the beginning and then her reactions to a bunch of stuff that unfolds like first of all you want a divorce from your husband that's totally fine like 
people get divorces all the time. Why would you do it in public on like what's clearly a date night? Like wait till you get home and then you just start spilling your guts about this affair that you've had with a coworker and and then she has the audacity to get mad at him for sleeping with other women at, at the was, school. Like what? What what is what is happening here? And you know, she does have the redeem the, the one scene that get that pulls me back every time is when she calls him kind of just to hear his voice and she makes up the fact that well, she has to fix the I think the power went out or something like that so she's just having him walk through the steps and he's he's watching her through the window cuz he's he's in the backyard. That's so that the one always pulls me back. things might might end up being good. Right. And and that's the catalyst for Cal building the the golf course in the backyard later which <laughs> then gets destroyed by Jessica's dad. So, uh but Julian Moore like you said, fine performance. I, I thought she she played the role well. Yeah, it's funny the the three roles I think of when I think of Julian Moore, I'm not like a Julian Moore stan. I haven't you know, extensively browsed her filmography. I didn't watch the movie that she recently won best uh, best actress for. But I think oh, of, Alice. Yeah, yeah. But I think of this. I think of uh, Boogie Nights, and I think of the kids are all right. And in all three of those, she is a woman who is kind of like distressed, making some bad decisions. Obviously, in Boogie Nights, she is making some horrendous decisions. But it's interesting that that's what that's what I think of when I think of Julianne Moore. Um, I'm. I'm just going to go ahead and skip the Kevin Costner, Freddie Prince Jr. awards for best and worst on-screen job depiction. Like Jacob Palmer, great pickup artist. Um, if Marissa Tomei was my, my middle school teacher, I, I don't know what would have happened to me, but if, whew. Oh, there, it, 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 she, I mean, the fact that, first of all, that no one knew that that's, that was Robbie's teacher. That's, that had that's another thing. Like Cal, it, the dads would have talked. Does be like, hey, you guys, you guys heard about the English you, teacher, right? You you gotta you gotta have one of these interviews because she's <laughs> you gotta tell your you gotta tell that. your kid to start sucking in English because <laughs> right just just for a couple weeks just so you have the meeting and then you know he'll he he or she's got to kick it into high gear, but Marissa Tomei just every time every time she's on screen um, from I've loved my love for her actually started when George Costanza was obsessed with her and she came on the show in Seinfeld. Uh, just just an incredible, incredible woman. She's well, great. Mine for, my love for her started with, with my cousin Vinny, is Mona Lisa Vito, for which right. she was awarded yeah. the Lenny Harris Pinch Hitter Award for Best Supporting Character on this very podcast a few months ago. Uh, here are my nominees. Here's who I've got. Marissa Tomei is Kate. Like I said, all, Hall of Famer in this category. Uh, just... We, we've said enough. Uh, Kevin Bacon is David Linhagen. John Carroll Lynch is Bernie. Again, you need to see Zodiac. He is just a fantastic character actor. He's super capable in, yeah. in a variety of different roles. Um, and then my last nominee, someone we haven't talked about at all, Josh Groban as the cheese dick oblivious <laughs> boyfriend. Oh, man. He... Every time... Like, I, I have nothing against Josh Groban, personally. Whenever my he's mom acting, it, loves Josh Groban. Like that's so does, what I think so does of my mom. Josh Groban. Yeah, moms, right. moms fucking love Josh Groban. Moms love them some Grobes, and that's totally fine. Just whenever he's acting, and he's not a bad actor either, right? It, he just plays such a convincing asshole. Where I'm like, every time he shows up, I'm like, this this fucking guy. <laughs> I just throw my hands up, and he he's a really good asshole in this movie. Um, 
I, I literally hadn't thought about him until now uh, because I, I tried to erase him <laughs> from my mind. But man, those are those are four really good nominees. It is four it, really good ones. The the supporting cast in this one is great. I mean, my pick, and she, I will say, she gets the she handles the rock the most is Marissa Tomei. She get, she does get the most to do. She basically gets yeah. she gets two big scenes plus the the middle finger at the eighth grade graduation. Um, I would say my runner up is is uh, is Bacon is David Linhagen for the reasons you said earlier. Yeah, I, I got to go with uh, with Kate as well. Um, I side note, wouldn't she have gotten fired after that whole fiasco at the? Uh, at the teacher conference, the parent teacher conference. I like think she so literally, too. Her job is in jeopardy at that point because right, everyone, she yelled, everyone would have heard about it. Right. She yelled at a parent in, and then she like made it public. She also engaged in intercourse <laughs> with one of her students' parents, which is, which opens up a whole other bag of weird stuff to unpack. So, but that being said, great character in crazy, stupid love. Maybe not such a good middle school teacher. I don't know. There's we, just uh, there's a lot going on at that school though. Like the worst eighth grade graduation of all time. A lot of problems uh, with that. Yeah. Well, it wasn't good. I, I'm surprised they still let Robbie be salutatorian. I know. His, he said asshole like nine thousand times in disrespect of his teacher. And so that was a that was a little bizarre. Yeah, how me. are you letting that kid speak? Uh, do you have a <laughs> do you have like a big chill moment in this movie? Because even like in rom coms, you get a you know a lot of times it's when like the big chill moment and when Harry met Sally is that moment at the end where Harry gives her that speech on New Year's. You know, when you find the person you want to spend the rest of your life with, you want to start doing it right now or whatever that you know that great one is. That's a, that's a big chill moment. I don't know if I have a a chill moment in this one. I have like a when. Jacob asks Hannah to ask him something personal. That's that's kind of close for me, but I don't know if this movie has that moment. Do you is there anything for you? No, I mean, I agree. It's there's a lot of big moments and I think those kind of take away that there could be a, you know, a chill moment um because you're kind of you're so focused on that. Uh I mean, I think I mean, if we're talking about you know scenes at the end of the movie that could be that the scene where cal finally gives his approval of jacob and hannah's hannah's relationship gives her the hug uh shakes jacob's hand and then slaps him in the face like he had done to him earlier is the closest that i mean i think i I think the the stuff with jacob and hannah when they go home together is, is also really good but there's no there's, like you said, there's no When Harry Met Sally moment that, that kind of just stands the test of time. Yeah, which is kind of what makes this one a, a more new age rom-com, too. It doesn't, it doesn't right. fall into that trope. How would you improve this one? <laughs> um, I think it would have to be removing the, the uh, Robbie... Jessica stuff, or at least making it less creepy. Like it's toning got, that it down. Was my, that was my exact note. You got to make Robbie and Jessica thing less creepy. Toning it down a little bit, um, and I, I think that would just make it. I'd be able to stomach it, stomach it a little bit more, and it, it probably would have aged better. Because again, that whole age gap between her and the dad, and then like then it at the you know you pour 
gas under the fire with like the nude pics and you're like oh my god this is this is going to a weird <laughs> weird place for everyone just literally everyone so i think that 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 would be my one thing it gets off the wall uncomfy with that stuff last category before more of a store would you rather see a prequel sequel or remake or none of the above of this movie i think a remake this movie's nine years old i think that's out of the question right it's too soon for a remake um the prequel i think would be kind of boring unless it's like the birth of jacob palmer i was like, gonna say see, like, it's jacob why... at like age 23 24 just mowing down chicks right yeah and he's 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 working his way up to this fancy bar um so <laughs> yeah it's him it's him at an la dive bar working right. on his craft he's got a mentor he there's an old yeah. jacob that he's learning from uh, he's 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 closing on like the train tracks he's not even he's not even going back to the house you know uh and then he's going back into the bar he's doing like he's getting multiple girls a night and then he realizes maybe at the end of the movie it's just too much and he he, he scales it down i was thinking sequel though and i'll, I'll tell you why uh at the end when Cal's uh he gives the the nod of approval for their relationship uh for hannah and jacob and then Hannah says, oh, this is going to be fun. That, that, for some reason, the way she said it just felt like she was setting up a sequel. And I know that there's not going to be. And like, what would it be, right? It's, maybe it's Jacob passing on his sexual prowess to Robbie. <laughs> and then Robbie is all of a sudden uh, that dude. I was going to uh, say or, you recast Robbie with like whoever young, younger Efron is right now. You recast Robbie with him. Little maybe a little Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. <laughs> just, oh, just the yeah. That's yeah. that's the play. Also, like the sequel could be Jacob and Cal figuring out how to talk about something else besides like hooking up with chicks. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. That, that I mean that would be that would be phenomenal. I mean I I don't think ultimately I think the answer is none of the above. Yeah, you'd leave but, this one alone. But I, I think a a prequel would be funny. I think a sequel would be fun. They probably wouldn't be good. But I think they'd be at least watchable. Yeah. Well, the the movie we got is fantastic. I'm happy you came on the pod. I'm happy we made this happen. Got to talk about it for this month's non-sports movie. Ben, tell the folks again where they can follow you on social media, where they can check out your podcast. Absolutely. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter, at Cruise Control. That's Control with a K. Uh, You can listen to our show, uh, mine and Jeremy's wrestling show for all you wrestling nerds out there that again is two jabronis with a wrestling podcast you can follow us on twitter at two jabronis pod i guess i'll shout out my uh my tag team partner my co-host jeremy you can follow him on twitter at jeremy a loss tell him that he's a freaking david lindhagen and uh you know again find us wherever uh, you download your pods but of course after you listen to this one right like have your priorities straight and uh dude kyle thank you so much for having me on man this this was a lot of fun i i I don't think i've prepped this hard for a pod ever (laughs) if i'm being honest and again this is the first time my wife had any interest in what i was doing on the podcast side of things so i gotta shout you out for that i typically take a lot of notes i think i have taken like this is at least the most notes i've taken in like two months i just i love this movie ben i appreciate you coming on the podcast if you enjoyed this episode of big screen sports please remember subscribe rate review wherever you get your podcast you guys know the drill also if you're a baseball fan check out my interview series from phenom to the farm presented by baseball america comes at you every other tuesday last tuesday talk to former major league all-star 
Billy Butler, Country Breakfast, was a great interview. Check that one out. Uh, New episodes of Big Screen Sports drop every other Monday. If you want to vote on next month's non-sports movie, join the Big Screen Sports Facebook group. And until then, we'll catch you next Monday. Thanks. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.